Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times to which God has decided we shall live. It's the first video show, and of course, I'm going to have none other than my brother, Zach Abraham, join us, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital Management. And uh, if there was ever a day uh, in a week to talk finance, uh, this is it. I also have some breaking news for Zach. He didn't get to hear this because I just did the interview, uh, and it's in fact airing today. Uh, but I talked with retired Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, and he has a point of view on the um, the blowing up of the pipeline, which is going to continue to lead to a whole bunch of problems in Europe. And we'll talk with Zach about that. Zach Abraham, welcome to the Todd Herman Show. It's great to have you back. It's great to be back, man. But but I got to tell you, yeah, I think it's a strategic error doing video. Well, I mean, we're ra- we're well because we're radio guys. We got faces for radio, man. Well, we're we're, we're <laughs> we need to evolve, is what we're told. Is everything yeah. that needs to happen, so we need to evolve. So it's hope- the millennials, Todd. The millennials don't just want to hear that hear the spoken word. You well, know? there's a millennial right here. Can you see the millennial next to me adjusting all this stuff? This is Topher, <clears throat> who's been well, building all this stuff for yeah, us. Yeah, but he's due, due to his age, he's got to be like Darren. Remember Darren that worked at Cairo? You right? Well, yeah, Darren used to work for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 The fearless millennial, as I call them. See, yeah. They, they're they're the millennial outliers where they're, they've actually got really good work ethics and, and, you know, great gusto, but they're also incredibly tech savvy, too. Yeah. Well, or willing to put up with it because we used to be tech savvy. I'm just not willing to put up with it anymore. Yeah, I, I don't think I ever was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't stand this stuff. They've made it so complicated. Yeah. Oh man. Let me ask I, well, you, you. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask no. this question. What? What? Would your assessment of things change if I were to tell you that a retired lieutenant general, um, who who knows of what he speaks, who told me on the show that Russia uh, actually blew up their own pipeline, would it, would that would that freak you out if I told you that? <clears throat> That's his assessment. It's a, it's retired I- lieutenant general Jerry Boykin. I would not, we, funny enough, I just had an interview uh, on our show on this about fr- on Friday. Yeah. Talking about the, the different, you know, ramifications, different implications, all that kind of stuff. I, I actually see it as a bit of a toss up. Uh, I think it's just as likely that we did it, honestly. Well, and I was going to argue with him, but then I remembered that he was in Delta Force for 13 years. There is that, right? <laughs> so I thought maybe he's not the dude to argue with. What we're gonna uh, we got to jump into some things finance wise because you you don't often um, go stomping on people on tweets, but you went after Bloomberg pretty hard <laughs> about the housing thing. So we'll talk about that with Zach Abraham, and because yeah, things are changing, man, and we will get to that with Zach. Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital Management. Hey, now that you can see him, Jack, Zach, show everybody how ripped you are. Take off your shirt, man. <laughs> no, no. no.
face for radio body for a closet oh quit it now uh (laughs) so zach and i are both guys you can see he's a little ripped we like to work out and um uh, zach i don't know if i ever told you this you know our fat loss partner soda weight loss did i tell you that they are the fat loss official fat loss partner of the dallas cowboys you you did and man i meant to say that i've never used them before yeah but just hearing what you describe people if you're out there sign up for that that is how i shed 20 pounds is doing that same kind of stuff on my own yeah knowing what you eat it diet is people like i gotta work out more and i'm always like no diet will give you diet help will lose the weight way quicker than working out oh um working out can't even get it i mean yeah you can you can do the thing where you burn more calories than you eat but if you've had the fat on your body for a long time uh let me tell you something that the the fat loves the body and it's a savings account right i mean you're a finance guy and Mm -hmm. our bodies view this stuff as a savings account and for bad times so uh, we talk a lot about women you know dropping weight i've taken off over 150 pounds and i've kept that off and i'll tell you it wasn't the gym because the gym can only get you so far so i wanted to talk to dudes if you are in the gym and you're still carrying that unwanted fat i will tell you something pull-ups are more pleasant box jumps are more pleasant or doable when I started to get back into the gym, uh, you know, and I was, I could lift a lot of weight, but I could jump 12 inches, Yeah, you know? So it's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A weightloss.com. It stands for state of the art. And yeah, 150 pounds. Zach used something similar to take off 20. Uh, my wife has had success in the program. My, my loved one, I can't even say what relation she is, but people have guessed. Uh, she's having all sorts of success. See, she's a liberal. She'd never be welcomed in circles again, polite liberal circles. She's not crazy. She's not a, you know, Antifa liberal and such. So Zach. She's a, she's a bleeding heart. Yes. No, she is. No, no, that's, that's, she's a far better person than I am. Yeah. So you sent out a tweet getting on Bloomberg because you said that the, you love the shock and awe of them trying to explain uh, what's going on with uh, with housing and how come the figureheads not having success in housing? Can you so what is going on there and what does it mean for everybody? Sometimes I get overwrought on financial matters for the same reason that probably you and, and the vast majority of the listeners yeah. who are listening to us talk today get overwrought and frustrated about how much nonsense there is in the culture and politics and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you don't have your head in the clouds right now, the economic picture is startlingly clear. Yeah. Um, it's not good anywhere you look. Um, everybody's like, well, that's why the stock market's dropped. And I'm like, the market's still trading at 20 times earnings, which is not a discount. This is still a very expensive market on all metrics with earnings dropping, uh, consumer demand falling off a cliff. You can see that in used car sales. You can see it in real estate. And everybody's sitting around going, boy, housing's hit it. The 30 year mortgage went from three and a quarter to 7%. Like, what did you think was going to happen? The, like, it, until that rate pulls down south of five, it's going to be a bloodbath. And it's not because of some arcane or esoteric, you know, financial chicanery happening somewhere. It's that when you increase the interest rate on a 30 year mortgage that much, which by the way, the 30 year mortgage, I think purchases something like 93 to 94% of the homes in the country. Right. So if you increase the cost of that mortgage that much and you guys just go do the math, if you're putting if you're putting if you're putting 20 percent down on a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, that increases the interest, the the mortgage payments by about eighty five to ninety percent. 
with 20% down. If you're putting 5% down on a first-time home buyer, you're looking at about 110% increase on the overall mortgage cost. So, you know, name some things to me in the world of economics and finance that have 100% price elasticity in a 14-month period of time. Cocaine. There's nothing. Cocaine. Yeah, co- cocaine. Okay. Well, you said yeah. one. I got two. Well, yeah. Heroin. Right. Heroin. Um, speaking of which, if there was if there was an illicit drug ETF living in the state of Washington, that would have been a home run. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you guys could probably make money on the stuff that they stick up your nose, Narcan. I mean, you could probably oh. get a secondary market on Narcan with what they're doing to your your state, your, you know, your separate country. Yeah. Well, one of the things I was really into, Todd, I thought this was a banger of an idea. If we're giving away syringes and free, you know, shoot up sites, then let's start harvesting the little bits of heroin that you can actually find in the shellfish in Puget Sound because so many drugs are going down the storm drain. Yeah. And let's purify that stuff, sell it on the open market. Boom. There you go. We'll have a balanced budget in about three years. Yeah. Well, I mean, just maybe just call it heroin fish. Fentanyl fish because the fentanyl is catching up. Hey, it's, you You know what? It's a relaxing meal. Yep. Right. You get your protein and you get stoned at the same time. Right. It's and a double win, bro. And it could be, um, yeah, maybe serve it to an uncle you hate. Just give him a lot of fish. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uncle went or to maybe sleep. you like him. Right. Maybe you like him. Yeah, uncle went to no, sleep. So, so the, the Bloomberg thing, I see headlines like that. And and I, I think culturally, too, it's like we're walking around sleepwalking where you sit there and you're looking at people going, OK, do you hear what's going on in the real estate markets? Yes. Do you see car automobile numbers falling off a cliff? Yes. Do you see retailers like Nike? The gold standard retail is choking on excess inventory, right? If Nike, Apple is issuing demand warnings, okay? They're shutting down parts of their manufacturing chain because iPhone demand is coming in weak. Now, what's funny about this, Todd, we've been talking about this. You have been warning about this. For for like six months, you've been saying, wait until you see when people in China and elsewhere can't buy a product because of the dollar and all this. Right, right. And so just on a dollar basis, if you look at those places in the world, they're paying 40% more for an iPhone. Does that mean iPhone sales will stop? No. Does it mean they're going to continue at the same pace? No. 40, are you kidding me? So houses are the same thing. So there's all this, con- are we in a recession? Are things going to bounce back? And you're like, guys, this is the most crystal clear picture we've ever seen, right? Things are going down, okay, period. And they will go down until you see a radical shift in monetary policy. And even then, the real question at that point is going to be how much damage was done in the process. Have you heard the headlines about Credit Suisse, Okay. They got a derivatives book that's completely upside down. And one of the reasons it's upside down is the collateral underlying a lot of those trades is sovereign debt, right? Well, interest rates go up. That sovereign debt isn't worth much, right? The capital position underneath all of their stuff that looked really solid previously. If you take a 15 to 20% principal hit to the, to the portfolio sovereign debt that's underlying your entire business, that could create some real capital problems on the balance sheet of your bank. Right. And so you look at all these other things and you're like, guys, and this is what I've been talking to people on our radio show. Don't just focus on the inflation, focus on the secondary impacts when interest rates skyrocket. And I'm talking like four X increases on average in a 14 month period of time. And at the same time, the U.S. dollar is making 23 year highs. That is going to break things around the world. Now, the easy what things who knows that we're going to have to watch to see the way that plays out. But if you think that's an environment in which housing can be stable or go up, I got a bridge to sell you. I mean, it again, it's just math. I, I was running this by my wife the other night and I go, babe, 
let's say we were looking for a house right now and we'd been looking at 650 to $700,000 houses. And now so you're buying a tent in Seattle. We, yeah. Well, right. Yeah. It's, right. it's, well, it's an awning. It's, it's paved. <laughs> Good. It's well, paved good. though, Todd. That's it's good. paved. All right. With a bucket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so let, let's say we're pricing in $750,000 house. We can afford a $2,800 a month mortgage. Okay. If we go shopping for a $2,800 mortgage now. Now, don't quote me. I'm just using this as an example. Okay, that's going to buy us about a $340,000 house. Now, I don't know if you guys have gone out and looked at houses recently, but if you go from $750 to $340, your wife's probably not going to be too happy about that. More, more than likely, the comment's going to be, let's wait. Yeah. Right? And she'd probably be right. Yeah, absolutely. She'd be right. Why? Because housing prices have to come down. And the only thing holding them up right now, Todd, is the whole uh, uh, watching your neighbor get rich thing, meaning people are holding on. You see price decreases happening all the time, but people are being stubborn about it because Joe up the road just sold his house for 10% more than I'm asking four months ago. And I'm going to hold out until I get the price I want. Well, what's scary to me about that dynamic is that dynamic very quickly turns to a race to the bottom as soon as that psychological f switch gets flipped. Oh, right? so people are all of a sudden saying, I need to get out. I need I, to get out. Because now <clears throat> people are not getting out at the right price. Now there's this race to sell. Yeah, that, that makes sense from a human psychology perspective. And, at and, least and the other thing, Todd, is yeah. get, well, what could prompt people go, well, what would prompt somebody to do that? And I go, 35% hit to their investment account? That could do it. Um, a big contraction in the economy, uh, threats to shut down our electrical grid by virtue of, uh, of overrunning it. There is, and I want you to know that there is good news, that we do have uh, guys with the American Communist Party. He has, uh, he sees some glee in all What's this. What's happening in a new liberatory socialist society is that you are able because you have socialist ownership of the resources of society, the technological capacities of society. You have the ability now to rationally plan. <laughs> he says because of the virtue of taking control over the economy, which has happened, Canada. So now the good news, Zach, is they have the ability to rationally plan. So this, this, this will handle everything. And I was talking about this earlier. And have you ever tried to rationally plan people to just like this? Um, you know that when you do dishes, you know that the silverware goes, the forks go in one little box, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, then the, and then the spoons yep. and, and then the knives, right? That's what you do because then you yeah. just pull them out, right? Do you know that mm -hmm. my wife and now we've been together for uh, closer to 30 than 29 years, mm -hmm. um, she, she somehow cannot be programmed to do that. She insists, <laughs> she insists that, no, that takes too long. You get to pull them out anyway. They're going to be sorted at some time. And if you were to take a whole bunch of other people and get them together to load a dishwasher, Zach, there are people who put, who put cups next to bowls. They didn't even have yeah, a yeah. cup. They didn't have a cup aisle. Yeah, that's and, sacrilege. Right. But this guy, this is where these guys come and swoop in. And it's brilliant because people are so out of control. They see the housing prices going down. They see the energy markets going up. Do you know that the UN, maybe you read this, you, you probably did since you guys monitor all this stuff. The United, the United Nations has a fix for the high petroleum prices. And guess what it is? Just take a wild swing and guess. Uh, less oil and gas. No, price fixing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Price fixing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I knew that. I knew that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to work pretty well. 
So here's what price fixing will do. It will shut down any additional production productivity of those assets. And so you can literally have the price fixed at $80 and have lines for four hours at the local gas station. Cause nobody's got gas. Okay, that, that, that is what guys, if, if I, I wish, and this is what is so frustrating, Todd, about having this political divide, because these aren't political debates anymore. Yeah, I'm looking at them and saying, look, I don't disagree with you because I'm conservative. I disagree with you because I'm literate and I understand economics and history, meaning you you cannot. It, it, this has never been done. Not not it hasn't been done successfully. It's never been done without massive humanitarian crises and destruction of capital, destruction of property, and more importantly, the death of hundreds of millions of people. And you're flirting with the exact same ideas. If you look at the United States, any person with half a brain, regardless of their their, their political viewpoints, will acknowledge that it is the greatest engine of economic growth and you know, democracy in the history of mankind, right? Not, we're not perfect. Okay. We, how did we get there? The, the marriage of free markets with governments that kept them in check. Okay. What separated us from every other economy is at no point did the government seize control of the free market, which meant that we allocated capital goods on a much more efficient basis, right? The, that's, you cannot be, and, and, and it's really simple because when you have a free market, it allocates capital based on the productivity of said capital. When you have a controlled market, it allocates capital based on political allegiances, right? It cannot be as efficient of a system. It's not possible. And you look at these people and go, I don't disagree with you. I'm begging for the good of you and I both don't do this, right? It's, it, it, it's, it, it's just mind boggling. Well, and, and that's why we talk about risk. Like that's risk. Yeah. If, if they do that, and why wouldn't they? Because that guy is some goof with the American, you know, Communist Party or Communist Party USA. But just this week, there was um, a, a, there's a discussion going on in the Supreme Court where Justice Barrett. Remember, she's the you remember her her claim to fame is that she has no blooming idea what a woman is, but she is on SCOTUS because she's a woman, and she yeah. identifies as black. So you remember that whole story. She's now using um, progressive originalism to say, well, since uh, the founders uh, were, were taking care of race issues with the 14th Amendment uh, and, and Reconstruction, that means that we can, we can guarantee equity. Uh, we can guarantee <laughs> reparations. And she's, she's couching it in this pretense of originalism. If we get if if we do not rid ourselves of the figurehead, they're going to find some way to shove that through, and that yeah. sort of forced wealth transfer. Uh, you you want to see runs on banks? My my prediction is before they do that, they get to some kind of um, they 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 go to a digital currency before they do that, before they actually do reparations. Because I don't know about you, if they came to me and said your family never held slaves ever no one in your history not there's and there's not a single person in our ancestry who held slaves but you guys are gonna have to pay for all this i'm out i mean that's just that's just flat theft and i think a lot of other people are going to do that but on the digital currency front jerome powell spoke about this recently he said it's not going to be anonymous well it'll be private but it won't be anonymous and it's going to be codable so let's talk about that in in what's a codable 
digital currency would mean uh, for the United States. A codable digital currency would mean ESG score. It would mean the ability to enforce that. Uh, there are trial runs in European countries. There's trial runs in Canada where this is going on. And don't think that Jerome Powell and those guys aren't jumping up and down to be able to do that here. So what that would mean is, hey, you ate a little bit too much meat, so we're going to just subtract money from your account. That's a great reason to be working with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital Management, this guy, because the risk management goes into what they do and how they do it. And that is so vital to understand our, our responsibility, particularly if you are five to 10 years out from retirement and you are wanting to retire, you could take a hit when you're 30 years out. That's okay. It's like an airplane landing. You know, if you drop like, you know, it's not fun, but if you drop 5,000 vertical feet in an airplane, you probably recover unless you're landing, right? Then you smack the ground, then you don't recover. It's just like that with retirement, the closer you are to retirement, uh, the bigger chance you have when something goes wrong. These guys are so focused on risk management at Bower Capital Management. It is the center, it's their obsession. So if you're that position in retirement, then you owe it yourself to get with, with Zach Abraham at Bower Capital Management at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Bower Capital Management is a... Oh, now I don't have my cheat sheet. It, it's, whoa, oh, Zach, got to help me with this. Bulwark Capital Management is a investment advisory service of Trek Financial LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. I did that from memory. I almost got it. I almost got it's it. It's almost like you got a, It's almost like you got like a nationwide radio show or something. Oh, that's coming. Yeah, we launched. Yeah. A, uh, <laughs> I can't tell you the date yet that we launched the radio show, but it is coming. Um, in fact, I'm talking to the syndicators about where we do our our first live show post syndication, uh, and and I've got some ideas. But I do know one guy who's coming with me, no matter where it is, even if it's in Los Angeles. I I, I know <laughs> I know a brother who's coming. Hey, I'd be, I, you know, I won't miss that, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. Is there a historical predicate that we could examine for the installation of a digital currency? And I'll, I'll, I'll can I throw one out? Yeah. Who was the president who took it upon himself to uh, outlaw people owning gold? Uh, Nixon. So, <laughs> well, no, excuse me, FDR. Yeah, FDR. No, excuse me, it was FDR. Yeah, Nixon legalized yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nixon took us off the, the gold standard. Gold standard. Yeah. FDR said, yeah, you, you don't get to own gold. Not, mm -hmm. not in these amounts. So we're going to come and you can, you can try to hide it from us, but we're going to come and get it. Right. Meanwhile, you just can't, you can't turn it in for any money. Oh, right? is, that what so, he did? is that what he did? Well, yeah, you could, you couldn't exchange it anywhere. So if you had it, great, but it didn't matter. So you had a, you you, but there had to be a black market. Oh, I'm sure there was. Right. But it right. would you take a haircut off the official $35 an ounce price that he fixed it at and, you know, it, 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 it was not it was not a good investment <laughs> in terms of dollars. Is there a better historical comparison for what this sort of codable digital currency would mean? And just so everybody understands, I mean, a, a, a codable digital currency means that the currency contains computer code mm -hmm. and it tracks everything you buy. And if you buy and I'm, I mean, it, if you buy too much meat, uh, the government can come along and say, yeah, we're going to go ahead and subtract uh, seven and a half percent from your account this month because of the carbon impact of the meat. 
I, I really don't think that there's a very good historical comp just because technology has enabled this unlike any other time in the, in the, in the past. Right. I mean, currency has been currency regard, you know, it's kind of like, you know, essentially if you look at currency, it's a bearer bond, right. Which is, there's no idea attached to it. Right. It, it was the same idea that underlied bearing bond, bear, bearers bonds that, you know, <clears throat> they, they were basically anonymous um, and part of the reason those things existed was because we didn't have the technology to have a greater level of control it is, is I, I think the greatest comp to this is it's basically now. And the funny thing about it is the origin is different in my opinion, but I really think the only comp to it is China's social credit score. Right. Um, right. basically that's what you're doing. You're combining a currency and a, and a, and a, and a, and a credits and a, and a social credit score. Um, but as far as, you know, I get this question from clients all the time. As far as a digitized dollar goes, you know, I, I think we need to look at it differently in terms of a blockchain dollar, if you will, like a, a like a like a real dollar coin or a Fed coin or something like that. And a digitized dollar because the dollar is digitized already. Right? It's been digitized for a long time. Um, it, it, as far as the impacts of that go, like I tell people, I really don't think that if they institute that, you will see a whole lot. And, you know, maybe in the first three to six months, you will. Um, I don't think you'll see a whole lot of financial implications from it, surprisingly enough, um, because it's not going to change the way that corporations behave on the most part, for the most part. Um, it's not going to be behave what consumers buy for the most part uh, on the margins it will. Um, but I mean, it's it's absolutely an erosion of freedom. There's no question about that. I So I, I would look at the risk of that being much more constitutional than financial. Um, so do, do I want to see it happen? No. Um, but I actually think it's more of a response to the threat of cryptocurrency. Well, right? Yeah. So, right. Cause that to them, I think they see it more as at this point. Now I think the fed probably looks at this as more of a way to defend the supremacy of the dollar than they do as a mechanism of societal control. Now I could be wrong about that. Now, now note that I said the fed. Right. I didn't say that the powers to be the people running the running the country. OK, I think the people running the country and, and I think this is evidenced by the comments recently by the prime minister out of some northern European country. I can't. It was a smaller country. She was speaking at the U.N. and she was talking about climate change. And she said that free speech on the Internet as it exists today should be looked at as an act of war. That, that how can we trust yeah. the populace to make the right decisions when we don't control what is true and what's not from being on the Internet? And you sit there and you're like, wow, lady, do you realize that you just took a page out of every fascist and authoritarian oh, playbook but, on Earth? But you know what? In that same in that same speech, she referred to the Orwellian things that people are saying. She actually no, we're the Orwellians. Oh my and God. And so she's the one who's corralling the Orwellians uh, to keep, you know, keep us Orwellians away from consuming people. I would just point yeah. this out, Zach, about uh, the digital currency in China and then some other thing. Um, <laughs> that's pretty eloquent. Some other stuff. I'm going <laughs> to talk about some stuff. Um, <laughs> there were people trying to get their money, quote, their money out of the banks in China. And there was a queue. See, that's how me being sophisticated. And to get people out of the queue, they just turned their health thing red on their on their on their phone. So all yeah, of a sudden, go home. right? And because they know if you don't go home, well, you're a health risk. We'll arrest you and put you in the camps if you don't go home. 
And I asked, this is about China. I asked retired Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, who has written the book now, uh, co-authored a book about China and its threat to America. Zach, I asked him, are there people at the highest level, senior levels, I said, of governments in the United States who are either bought by uh, or compromised by China and acting against our best interests on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. And the general paused one beat and he went, the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, comforting I mean, to have a guy who used to, what, three-star general? He knows. I, I, don't, I, I don't think that you can scratch Mitch McConnell off that list. Well, no. I mean, Mitch is, Mitch is so compromised with the, the pharma money uh, and it's not yeah. just that his what's his family's his shipping wife. business. Yeah. His wife's his wife's family's shipping business is the CCP darling. It's like a it's like it's like a, a, a repeat, a redux of Lady Bird Johnson. You know what I mean? And the, the, her shipping business that she owned in the Vietnam War. Um, no, it, it's 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 filthy. It's a tale as old as time. And that's been the Chinese. That's been the Chinese game plan from the very beginning is just line a bunch of people's pockets. Right. And you know, take care of them the American way. Here's a little bit of a difference though, between us and China. And I hate to bring everything back to the dollar, but one of the reasons in terms of the value of our dollar, and what I mean by that is in relationship to other currencies, right? So the value of our dollar against other goods can certainly go down. We've seen that happen, right? That's happening. That's real. But as far as runs on the bank and things like that go, you, you really don't have that threat here in America until the monetary system shifts, meaning we are the bedrock of the monetary system. And what people don't understand is that does not change overnight. That doesn't change due to financial conditions. Right? That changes because you'd have to have another plaza accord. Now, I don't think that that is highly unlikely. And when you start looking at the protectionist policies and the talks of price capping and ending oil exports, if you want to get to that, like in this, and this is what the it's, it's, it's sad. It, it's, it's destructive, but it's also hilarious at the same time, because you look at the people in the, in the Biden administration, you look at the solutions they come up with and you go, okay, if you guys can, if you go down this path of export, if you, if you limit oil and natural gas exports, and if you, if you, you know, participate in capping prices, that will result in the equivalent of nuclear war in Europe as far as the impact it has on them culturally and societally. Okay. It will devastate their economy. It will devastate much of Asia, right? You will have millions of deaths across the world because the off record, right? The off record price that people would be paying for oil, you, you know, you'll see 250 to 300 barrels. And, and, and what will happen is in my opinion, is the dollar index will soar to 140, 150, okay? You will literally destroy the banking sectors internationally and you will become the ruler of a Mad Max world if they go through with this policy, right? They, it's The problem is that acute enough, I am not being hyperbolic. That is what will happen. So it, it they're, they're sitting there going, we got to limit the price of oil. And you're like, you better stop and think about what will what the implications of that are. Right. You're reaching the end of the road to your idiocy and your nonsensical policy. And you're about ready to step on a landmine and you're too stupid to realize it. Yeah. And and, and, and you're not alone in this. Um, finally, finally. I mean, you're the truth teller in the financial sector, but you know who Victor David Hansen is? I know I, the name. All right. So Victor David Hansen, very smart, um, very effete um, writer, very conservative guy. Somehow I... 
to my knowledge, he still lives in California. But then again, you live in the separate country of Washington, and so did I for a long time. We'll tell you about Victor David Hansen's belief that uh, civil society is in a very precarious position right now. The veneer of it's, it's really it's the veneer of the inevitable America on the top of things. I did speak, and you'll hear it today on um, one of the hours of the cast. I spoke with Lieutenant General Retired Jerry Boykin. Really cool conversation. And I, I showed him this. Like, I don't know if you can see this. Can you see that? Bone Frog Coffee. Uh, well, it's that camera. Bone Frog Coffee. I'll show this camera, too, since I'm playing with things. And I showed him the hat. And I said, uh, Tim is a Navy SEAL and uh, retired, you know, 25 years in the Navy. You should have seen the general's face light up when I said that. He got this big grin on his face like, yeah, okay. So, yeah, you're drinking the good coffee. And there is a brotherhood. I saw that, man. I, I, I saw it in his eyes. Um, there's also this about the bone frog. It's just, it's a challenge I've been putting out all week. It's this, for folks who listen to the cast, people will say, hey, how do I help? When's the subscription service coming? It's coming. We wanted to concentrate on the radio thing first because I love radio. So now we're doing the syndication thing. We've got that. That's coming. They're going to help us grow the cast. Now we'll go to the subscription stuff. But the biggest way to help is to try all the partners. So if you have not yet tried bone frog coffee, try it. I'm drinking it now. So try it and determine this on the taste because the story's great, right? It's God, country, team on everything. And Zach, you know this. You have bags of bone frog coffee. God, country, yeah. team is on everything. It's the official yeah. coffee at Bulwark Capital Management. But try it based upon the taste. Forget the story. Forget the Navy SEAL. Forget that the, the, the company helps fund families of fallen Navy SEAL veterans. Forget that. Taste the coffee, then the story, then calculate the price. And ask yourself, okay, so maybe I pay a little bit more for bone frog. Fine. Well, you could pay more to Costco and China or P&G, which is all virtue signaling on the gender stuff. Think of who you're backing. Or there's that other coffee company that's owned by veterans and they said, yeah, we're all about the Second Amendment. So Kyle Rittenhouse needed his. See this? This is a classic old gun my dad gave me. He's old 22. Uh, this is really old. By the way, I've checked it clear multiple times. <laughs> Zach was bugging me. It's bonefrog.us, by the way. Bonefrog.us. Make sure you use the .us. You were bugging me to put a rifle up and back. I can't do that when I've got the cross of Christ. Some people rely on chariots and horses or, or trust in chariots and horses. I, I trust in the word of God. I, I hate, I didn't say above the cross. No, you I mean, I think it'd be great. <laughs> you right? did not I say mean, above yeah, the cross. I mean, the, I mean, our priorities have to be straight right. here, but I'm just saying, you know, on the wall, there's the Lord Jesus Christ and there's my 40-40 or my 30-30 saddle gun. I mean, they, the, the, those things, are, you know, they're not, uns, you know, they, they go together, man. Yeah. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Well, God and guns, baby. <laughs> I asked Boykin about that, the general, about um, his faith and being on the battlefield. Uh, because Delta Force, I mean, you do some things in Delta Force. You know, you you really do some things. So, Zach, in relation to the dollar and, you know, digital currency, those are things we can't control. I'm really trying to remind myself of um, the things we can control. And I, I know that this is me repeating myself sometimes, but dang it for the audience and for myself, for my own mental health. I just want to go back and, and remind everybody that at no time in anything that these guys are doing has anyone in heaven. Well, for that, no, let's just say the Lord. At no time has the Lord gone, oh, no. Yeah. What? Right. 
Oh, they, wait, they've got computer code? Oh, wait, I got to change some things. I didn't see that coming. At no time does the Lord have any fear of a Soros or um, uh, a Fink, you know, uh, Larry mm-hmm. Fink. No time does he have any any concern about these guys and what they're going to do. We can control our prayer life. We can mm-hmm. control being grateful. I can't tell you. I don't know about you, but prayers of gratitude help me feel better about these situations. Oh, yeah. But then we can live biblically. And yeah. I did a show this week saying that the answer is in the garden. And it is community be prepared to care for one another do you guys have a network like that you and your family do you have a network of people that that you're kind of signed up to care for in case things break bad yeah yeah we've got a i've got several friends and uh family members and one of my best friends has got a what is it two eight hundred acre farm it's been about an hour and a half from where we live uh and yeah, we, 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 we've got back, you know, I, I look at things like that as not, and I did like, I'm not a hardcore prepper by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, I believe in, you know, being the way I, I guess the way that I'd explain it to people is, <clears throat> um, as a Christian, I trust God with the outcome. At the same time, I think it's incumbent on me as a father to never be in a position where I look at my kids and I say, nobody thought this was going to happen. Right. Like my right. job as a dad is my, my, my dad, my job as a dad and a husband is to have answers and some form of action, regardless of, of the events unfolding. Right. Right. It doesn't mean I'll have them all, but, but I, I gotta have, I gotta be prepared for contingencies. Um, we do. And I, and I think that that's of the utmost importance. Um, but it, but I also want to prepare people too on the financial side. One of the things we talk to our clients about is, you know, um, I think that, there are difficult times ahead. I think that there are a lot of things moving around right now that, that will determine how difficult those things are. I think it's really hard to know and handicap. Um, however, I, I, I think it's really hard to look at the state of affairs in the world and not see a bill coming due. Um, and, and the reason I say that, just so people know, the way that we've ran the whole financial industry for the last 15 years, the entire monetary system, is unlike any other time in history. It's, it's godless. a giant experiment. It's, it is. It's completely godless. It, it's limitless. There is no discipline. Um, again, it's another It's another example of what I refer to as third third grade diplomacy. Well, we're out of money. We'll print some. I was like, I remember being, a, I remember being in the grocery store with my mom. She goes, we can't afford that. And I go, mom, you got a book full of checks. I said the same thing to my mom. Yeah. We right. got more checks. <laughs> right. right? Well, what's the problem? Right. Uh, just, just, just whip out the pen and, and put your John Hancock on there and everything's going to be fine. Right. Um, and and th- it's really unparalleled to any other period in time. So exactly what the playout's going to be, it, it's impossible to handicap. Although I just don't think the outcomes are going to be good. Yeah, um, but 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 Zach, the the Bible tells us when you pray for a thing and it's aligned with God's wishes for you, then consider it done. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. it's Mark is that you pray for a thing with knowledge that it's done. If you're playing in alignment with the Lord's wishes, I mean, praying for Lamborghinis and for the Seahawks to win another game and for Geno's, what's his name? Cause I don't follow the Hawks cause they hate my guts. Uh, Wait, that and, doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't follow the Hawks anymore, but no, but the Lord just, doesn't, I don't, I don't think the Lord cares. You just blew up my risk management. Man, strategy, man. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with the, the Lord has, you know, told us, 
Look, if you're abiding in me, then you're going to be praying for things that I would want for you. I don't believe the Lord wants a bunch of kids anywhere starving, and yet kids starve. And that's a test for us, mm-hmm. because how do we treat mm-hmm. the least of these? And we can go report back in heaven, and he can say, remember when you said someone should do something? Remember when you were talking about that? Hey, someone should do something. You were yeah. someone, and you're still someone up here, but you didn't do something. Here's the other things that we can control then, in my mind is make every possible effort right now to get connected with the barter community. You should see how thick they are in North Idaho. Oh, I can imagine. Barter communities. Get connected with people who have things you don't have. you got a brother who has land, right? Um, I don't want, I truly do not want to shoot the deer in our backyard, but there's so many deer. Oh, yeah. We we live up, you know, there's fish, there's, there's moose. So get connected with people who have things that you don't, um, and think through these scenarios. And then my bigger thing is if we unplug from uh, so much of the Mockingbird media and plug back into our communities, we're going to learn about things that people have and capabilities that people have. They can't tax our capabilities. No, they can't tax no. our love. They no. can't tax our decision to care for the least of these. Yeah. And if we start building tight units now, like today or yesterday, when this stuff really breaks bad, because the signs are all over, it's going to break bad. Yeah. Then we don't have to go searching for partners and helpers and oh, people who have vegetable gardens versus the, the hunting I can do in my backyard right. and the fishing I can do down at the lake. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Those are things no. we can control. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. The, the one caveat I would throw in there is... You know, again, risk management. I'm a big hedger, right? Yeah. And so one of the things I think in my life and, and and getting, you know, that's a form of hedging what you're talking about, right? Yeah. It's it's hedging the worst outcomes. The the other thing that we need to hedge, it, it's funny because sometimes you say things that stick around in your mind for a while. I remember I was getting interviewed probably about four years ago and they and they were talking about, you know, how do you think this cycle ends, right? Like, what, what do you think? Well, and it's funny to be talking about it now because you're like, what will yeah. finally make them raise interest rates? And, you know, <laughs> we're now we're like, well, inflate, you know, we know now. Um, but, but one of the things that um, I was talking to them about, I was like, look, when, when, when this cycle ends, I think that being short will become an asset class. And the guy started laughing. He goes, what do you mean? And I said, I, I think you're looking at a scenario where everything goes down. Like literally their correlations will break down. Meaning I, when I, one of my thoughts was when this cycle ends, I think you'll see stocks and bonds fall together. So far that's happened. Wow. Right. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought that you would see gold and the dollar rally together. That has happened since 2018. They've moved up together. Um, but outside of that, every other correlation is broken down. And, and the reason why is because we've kept doubling down cycle after cycle after cycle, right. To the point where, there is no, it, it really has become binary in the terms of if they are pumping in new money, things can elevate. If they quit pumping in new money, things deflate, right? And one of the reasons I bring that up is because, please, and I've said this on the show before, but I want to reiterate, if anybody is out there talking about you need to buy gold or you need to buy silver, or this is the answer, immediately tune them out. Those things can be part of the solution. But the other thing that you need to have the capability to do is you need to have a portfolio that can go short, that can make money when things are falling. Last week, our portfolios were up 2%. The market was down nearly three. Okay. You need to have that ability because when everything starts going down the tubes, those things that those guys have sold you, those guaranteed bets, they get smoked too. And 
you know, money's not everything, but the more money we have, if you're worried about the worst outcomes, the more money you have, the more people you can help, right? The more options it gives you, period. And, you know, that's the other thing. Don't, and I, and I know those people, I think the whole system's coming down and I'm like, man, I've literally been hearing that since 1985. Okay. And am I at a family and do I think we're up against it? Yes. But we also need to be students of history. Okay. Governments do not collapse because everything collapses in price. That is deflation. Okay. There has been no government that's ever collapsed because of deflation ever. Right. What do they collapse from? Soaring prices. Okay. So what does that mean? You've got to, you have to be in, in investments. You have to be in multitudes of them or gold and silver, a part of it. Yes. And I think at a certain point, they're going to play a very important part, but it's so much more complicated than that. And the chicanery that's going on out there and the nonsense, it's so much thicker than that. If the answer was just gold, Todd, look what they've done. The federal debt's at $31 trillion. Okay. We're at 150% debt to GDP. Gold should already be at 5,000 an ounce. Why isn't it? It's because the system doesn't work the way you think it does. Okay. And we got to hedge all sides of it. We can't just make these one-sided bets. Right. And so not only will those things keep you upright and keep you solvent, they can also be intensely profitable. Right. Um, now we got to now I'm not advocating you go out there and go short on your own <laughs> just because these are much more difficult things than you think. And it, it takes a lot of time and practice, but um you know, like with most things in life, there isn't one simple answer, but I, but I think that what you do on the financial side is very important. And I think it well, maybe not quite as important, but I do think it's right up there with what you're talking about. Having a community, again, hedging from the different outcomes, right? I think the most likely outcome are soaring costs, right? Soaring costs. Yeah. And, and, and um, but if you combine the finance that you're talking about and having someone like you, and in my judgment, you uh, handle this and, and, and short for us. What I'm talking about is as well, the things we've also been given to steward. We have been given friendships to steward. Yep. We have been yep. given neighborhoods to steward and people to care for. And the Lord will watch that, right? Cause like, if you think about the, the, the Lord's prayer, our father heart in heaven, got it. Hallowed be thy name. Yes. Many names you're known by all of them. You, you deserve. Um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is heaven. If you think about that, thy will be done. Mm -hmm. Well, wait a minute. My will is for you to do my will. People pray that prayer, thy will be done. As if it's, okay, God, send the, send the magic wind. And he could. Yeah, yeah. Right, thy will be done. But if you're praying that from perspective of thy will be done, okay, do his will. You know, yeah. Give right. us this day our daily bread. I always feel like we should say please in the Lord's prayer. Please give us this day our daily bread. Uh, yeah, forgive yeah, us our yeah. trespasses. As, and this is the other one that gets me. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And the Lord could be looking at that going, okay, deal. I will forgive you exactly the way you forgive other people and exactly the, the same number of times. Man, I, I'm so glad you brought this up because I think this goes right along with soda weight loss. I really do. Really? Me, 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 meaning... If you want to live a better life, let yeah. me give you two, let me let me give you two tips right off the top of it. I'll give you personal examples from both. Um, a, like you just said, forgive people. If yeah. you have any relationship in your life that you harbor bitterness about, one of the great quote I heard was bitterness is like the poison you drink yourself expecting it to hurt the other person. Oh, I like right? that. It is you that will pay the price for it. Free yourself of that baggage and forgive them and forget and walk away. And I don't care how bad it is. 
That is the chains that are binding you, not the person that you're mad at. A, B, the other one, be a, be a servant. Um, we've had tremendous growth and I give all of the credit to God. It's the, the firm has grown beyond my wildest dreams in a very short period of time. Um, and I was quite honest, man. I was doing my Bible studies, sticking to my regular routine. And I just felt like I was just not as tight as I wanted to be with God. And I yeah. just, it just felt, it was felt off like a relationship that you just, it wasn't as tight as it was. Well, <clears throat> there were a couple of things that happened on my son's second and third grade football team. And um, they ended up getting down to like having one coach. So in the middle of all this market craziness, like, you know, I needed it, like I needed a hole in my head. I stepped up to help coach. So I started yeah. coaching three weeks ago. I got back from my first practice and I looked at my wife and I go, that's it. That's what I've been missing. And she goes, what? And I went service. I forgot that that is, it's, we think of it. Oh, I don't have the time. No, you don't have the time not to do it. Right. If, if you want to be in line in sync, if yeah. you want to feel good and constructive about where you're going and have, be aligned with God. Like you cannot be tight to God and not serving at the same time. Yeah. It just, it, that's his heart, right? It, like that's who he is. And when you know, in my judgment, my learnings is when you know that you are giving in the right way because you're abiding mm -hmm. is when you get great pleasure out of it. There's a guy that right. I was mentoring and I still do, but, but I, I don't know that he needs a mentor as much as we're just friends now. Yeah. And, and he got out of jail. Uh, he's in jail for a long time. And uh, it, it was prison, but it took me a lot of prayer to take on this particular task because when he was a young guy, he made a really bad decision, really, yeah. really bad decision that involved um, a sex assault of a minor. And so for me to have any willingness to work with him, I really had to pray about that now. Okay. So it's 30 years ago. No, that's never been repeated. Um, no. In fact, it was not, you know, he didn't touch someone. He took pictures and, I met this guy and I just, he started to talk about the Bible. I'm like, okay, is this a pose? No, it's not. Because then we talked about it and, and, and he challenged me like on, and my Bible knowledge. And I'd have to say at certain points, brother, I don't know. I need to look that up because I, I yeah. didn't, I've never, he recently became, um, he got to supervise people. First time <laughs> in his life that he is supervising people and he was freaked. And we talked about leadership. He said, I need to learn how to be mean. And I said, but brother, <laughs> was the Lord Jesus mean? No. no. Right. And from that now, um, I see him actively seeking every opportunity he can to help people. I, I did nothing. I did nothing but chat with the guy. Nothing. I gave him some books. I, I bought him some clothes. I listened. And yeah, but, 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 but I bet he wouldn't say it was nothing. I hope he right. says, I hope he would say it's nothing. I'm he, no, because well, you think about yourself in that position, right? You're a pariah. You, 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 nobody can touch you. And just the, you know, I, I always think about, you know, being the hands, right? right? Jesus not being afraid to touch the leper, right? They having, you know, breaking bread with the prostitutes. Right. Now I'm not advising us married men go out and minister to prostitutes. I think there's probably safer places that right. we can deploy, right. deploy our, our ministry. But, but the thought is still the same that it, nobody is beyond God's grace. And, and it brings back in the whole judge, not lest you be judged. I think it's one of the greatest gifts that God's given us that people don't talk about, which is it's not our job to make that determination. Our job is to yeah. love and be the hands. 
and to follow God's word and trust him with the outcomes. So and- I, I believe, Zach, with all what you've talked about with hedging and finance and being aware of things and on the on the cast, we try to make sure people are aware of things. I mean, that's that's really the goal of the cast when it's outside of there's no secular world because God owns everything. But outside of news delivery and analysis like you've done today, I believe if we all serve rather than be served, I think the Lord might say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to give you. Rep- I'm going to give you reprieve. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm going to. I'm going to see that the figurehead is sent packing. Uh, yeah. But I, and I think that would happen quicker than if we just keep praying. Lord, please get this figurehead out of here. Please, you know, get Obama out of our country. Oh, that's the other thing with Boykin. Um, he pretty much agrees that Obama's running things behind the scenes. I, I, I was pretty stunned to hear someone actually admit that. Someone with influence. I, it, yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> I. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody's running things right. behind the scenes. Right? Did you hear, did you hear today where he, he he's meeting the mayor and he goes, P, you, "You don't f with a Biden." And I was like, "Did he say I the, mean, the whole word?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said oh, the f bomb. I missed it. You don't. You, you, nobody f's with a Biden. And I was like, "Well, unless <sighs> you're talking about your son's prostitutes and drug dealers." I mean, outside well, of that, right? Sure, oh, maybe. Right. Well, then, as we wrap, because <laughs> I think up, that's a lot of f'ing with a Biden, if you ask me. I agree. And as we wrap this, then you probably saw this, Zach. Um, He was speaking at the podium and then he decided to do the thing where he goes off script. And this is before he wanders away. You probably saw that. That's my favorite. Mr. President? (laughs) He's he's walking away. I like the DHS guys grabbing at him and and, uh, all of a sudden, I I smell a 12 year old. Um, But he, no, he said, Yeah, come on, let me sniff you. But this, he's at a podium and he says, uh, to visit uh, Puerto Rico, uh, guys, you know, uh, deliver the relief and uh, just, you know, I mean, I, I pretty much grew up a Puerto Rican in, in my house. <laughs> True story. He said so I was he, pretty much, uh, pretty much raised Puerto Rican in my house. Well, yeah, I mean, in Delaware, <laughs> he was the first, I mean, he, he was, he was a Puerto Rican valedictorian of his class in college too, right? Well, but that was He's before Roger Staubach showed up at the school. Yeah. And then he said, I said, let Staubach start. I took a liking to the kid. I always liked the Navy. I liked the, yeah. the Navy because my son, Bo, was a destroyer. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not mocking. <laughs> I'm not mocking people with. Uh, no, it's just embarrassing. Like they, I, I was reading an article, the, the headline today was Biden's approval rate drops to 40%. And I was like. There's no way it's at 40%. Oh, there's people on the phone with pollsters just, yes, I approve. Yes, I approve. Yeah. I know. I mean, come on. I- <laughs> that's, our, that's our first video show. And it only took, I only had to have my brother Topher come over here once. Um, and I'll screw it up bad. Uh, How long with- has he been working for you guys? Is he the first employee of the Herman? Oh, podcast? he's not. Like, he's not this- employee. I'm not hiding anybody, man. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, okay. St- I'm staying. Gotcha. I'm staying in independent. Uh, well, no. I mean, we've got partners. Julie, you know, uh, Julie Barrett, yeah, conservatives right. of Washington. Yeah. Dave Parkhurst, you know, because I think Dave might do some work for you. Greenhaven Interactive, um, major uh, creative marketing. You know those guys. Oh and, yeah, that's. And- yeah, Jerry and those guys. And those an are as, my people. Yep. And an as yet unnamed radio network. Um, Topher is an independent contractor and does all this stuff for a bunch of people. So when do we drop the name? When's the big un- when's the big unveil? I'll ask them. Uh, I know when the radio show starts. So uh, it will be then. It'll be by then. But we'll get it. We'll get it. Don't uh, worry. Don't worry. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll call you privately on your bat phone. Yeah. Well, I it, I was just going to say, you know, are we going to have like, a, is it going to be like a, uh, you know, the, the Canyon of Champions or whatever. We're going to have like a, like a ticker tape parade to launch this thing. 
I mean, sure. I don't, I like, we we wouldn't want to do we it. We could probably Seattle. get 12 people there. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Seattle, you get a lot more people that just don't think it's going to be your, uh, your you, fan base. No, but you, know <laughs> <what I mean? laughs> no, you saw Cedar Park church. We, that we were so blessed. I, I was so humbled by how many people came out. I mean, that yeah, place was that packed. man, that was a great crowd. That place speak, was hey, speak, speaking of which I put out the, on the sound to, to all of our clients today regarding, uh, Jesse Young's campaign, trying to, trying to help him out. And, uh, Get him rolling and get him over the hump. All right. If you guys don't know, Jesse Young is a conservative Christian uh, legislature, a legislator looking to get into the Senate in Washington State since we're a national cast. My brother, Zach, you did it. Our first uh, video show. I want to thank you as always and yeah. invite you to go with God's good grace. Pleasure to be on with you. I think you should fire your casting agent, whoever had me on for the first video series. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's the first employee that got it needs to go. Okay, we'll send the notes to the to people at CAA. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this, no, thanks for having us on. Man. Oh, it's my pleasure. It. Hey, this is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and practice abiding. That's a fancy word, and what it really means what it really means is to just practice being with Christ.